Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's a time and a place for black and white, like when you're learning to play piano, or when you want a big two-toned cookie, or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white. So go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing, from banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the law. Got miles to go before we sleep. Lawman is put an end to my running and I'm so far from my We will not go gently. Uh, we're going to unleash hell here in December. Oh, mama, I can hear you crying. You're so scared and all alone. Hey, somebody fix this guy's buckle. Hey, you play football? coming down from the gallows and I don't have very long. Got it done when it mattered the most. 
Um, the Steelers came up with a big defensive stop in the last two minutes, um, get the ball back, and just really drive down the field, make the most of it. Great stuff. I'm also super pumped about Frank Walker Law, the sponsor for today's show. It's the top criminal defense firm to call in Western Pennsylvania and West Virginia and home to one of the nation's top 100-ranked trial attorneys in Frank Walker. For his Pennsylvania office, call 412-212-3878 or to reach his West Virginia office, call 304-712-2089. You should also check out his website, frankwalker.com, to see how he can help you in your time of need. Frank Walker Law, real talk, real experience, real results. Oh, man. Brian, there's just so much to talk about in this game, and I, I want to get into our questions um, but I, I do want to get into just some general talk about this contest because this is something that the Steelers do so well, dude, is scare the living hell out of me against mediocre teams. Like, what the hell, dude? I can't even remember the quarterback that we played against. I, Brett Hundley, right? Like, first off, we're going to talk about this later, but Chris Collinsworth said that he didn't know if Aaron Rodgers would even have a better game than Hunley that night, which is absolutely asinine. Um, and we're definitely going to get to Chris Collinsworth. But honestly, like, this Green Bay team is, is not very good. And they showed up in a big way. Devontae Adams had quite the game against the Steelers' secondary. Um, and, you know, obviously we're going to talk about the secondary, too, a little bit down the line, but just – I'm I'm blown away by how this happens week in and week out against mediocre teams. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I'm fully expecting this when we play the Cleveland Browns in week 17. We may not even be starting Ben because we'll probably have the playoff spot. We're, we're, we're definitely going to have the playoff spot. But, like, can the Browns beat us? Like, I'm just saying this simply because, like, these, these mediocre teams, like, seem to just catch up and, and play competitive football against a team that, that has the potential to be called one of the top offenses in football. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. Yeah, but the Browns are different. Like, the Browns are the worst. The Browns are the worst. So I don't think that the Steelers ever lose to the Browns. And the thing about the Browns are different is that, like, that's, like, such a deep-rooted divisional rivalry. Like, if we lose that game, it's, like, more than an embarrassment. You know, it's like, it's like Mike Tomlin, like, it's, uh, like, unless it's, like, something that happens in week 17, you know, like last season, like, where we've, like, the Steelers went to overtime against them, and they and they pulled out a W. But uh, I I definitely know what you're saying, but I think that that's what's different about the Steelers team. I think Steelers teams in the past, especially like with this defense, giving up some of the, some of those uh, splash plays, as Mike Tomlin likes to say. Uh, I think that this Steelers defense is bent, don't break enough 
even the, you know, even despite that, uh, you look at the Lions game where they they're giving up yardage left and right. They give up twenty plus play twenty plus yard plays all the time. Uh, three of those touchdowns being uh, longer than than thirty yards uh, last night. But um, no, I think that the Steelers team, specifically because of their defense, is good enough to to beat those worse than mediocre teams. Maybe Cleveland was a far-fetched example. I'm looking at Cincinnati next week on Monday Night Football. By the way, the Steelers, three primetime games left. Monday Night Football, then Sunday Night Football against the Ravens, back-to-back weeks. And then two weeks from now on Christmas, on Christmas, Monday Night Football at 4.30. Which is not Monday night. That is like Monday afternoon football. Just a little food for thought there. It'll be dark, though, at kickoff. Yeah, it will. Oh, God, I'm getting so pissed off about that. I hate daylight savings time. What a horrible invention. I ben like Franklin's an asshole. Miss me with that. I think Ben Franklin's a great American. Like, yeah, just for this, he's an asshole, though. Oh, for daylight savings? No way. I think at the time when, like, farming was a, more of a priority in America, which was, like, you know, like, had to do with a lot of commerce at the time, in Benjamin Franklin's time, 1750 is like, yeah, like, this is a really good idea. Like, let's... Let's make it so that people can farm all day. Like, I really like that, you know, to conserve daylight. But now, like, we don't really need that. We have, like, electricity now, which he also, like, discovered. So, like, the thing that he was saving was light, and he created more light. So, like, I think that, like, him solving his own problem is just – he actually created supply and demand. Like, he made, like, the outside – he essentially recreated fire, actually. Benjamin Franklin, like, reinvented fire. Yeah, like reinventing the wheel, only it's a different wheel. But by the way, we do have two callers here in the wings. We want to encourage you guys to stick with us. Um, actually, we're going to throw to one of them, because why not? We've got an area code 646. What's good? You're on Steeler Factor Fiction. Hey, what's up, fellas? This is Bryce calling from Brooklyn. Bryce, we lost you last time. We are not going to lose you this time. We lost it due to poor reception, and now we got five bars. Bryce, what's good, man? How you doing today? <laughs> what's going on, fellas? What's going on? Um, oof, man, that that game last night give you a heart attack, right? But <laughs> um, oh, absolutely. To know what, absolutely. Yeah. So, what's factor fiction tonight, so we can jump into it? Yeah, sure. So, Bryce, I'll feed you the first one here. You'll lead our discussion, because why not? Uh, Bryce, I want to talk to you really quickly about the fact that, that we have a guy who might be really underrated in this franchise. Is he underappreciated, fact or fiction? I think the answer, I know what it's going to be. But fact or fiction, is Chris Boswell underrated for this squad, Bryce? Ooh, that's a good question, but it all depends who you ask. In, inside the squad and with fans, absolutely not. I think they realize how valuable he is. Outside with pundits, yes, I think he is underrated. Um, Boswell has been, I mean, first of all, let's credit Tomlin. Let's credit Colbert. Let's credit Danny Smith working this guy out two years ago. We were, we were in shambles at the kicking position. He came in and just stepped up to have a guy like that very Jeff Reed-esque to come in and do that. Credit to the Steelers for knowing what they're doing, rolling the dice, and picking the right guy because he is just – not only is he a skilled kicker, he's got the right demeanor. His demeanor is perfect for the NFL. He's an NFL – he's an NFL kicker through and through. Um, 
Boswell definitely, when it comes to the team, not overrated. I think they know exactly how good that guy is. That was a big time kick last night. Yo, yo Bryce, I'm gonna I'm gonna get you right there, and I'm also I'm gonna agree with you, fact for sure, because I think that the Steelers have finally found a kicker. Uh, who, I mean, they went through the guys with the likes of Sean Sweesom, number six, Bobby Brister, my dad likes to call him. Josh Scobie. Josh Scobie. Uh, and, like, oh, Jeff geez. Reed, who was kind of – Jeff Reed, who was the guy they had, like, what, like 2001? He was, like, their Heinz Field kicker for uh, probably, like, 10 years there. And then since then, they really haven't had a solid guy. And I agree with you, Boswell. I mean, he, like, single-handedly won the Chiefs playoff game last year. Um, and I think that that's something to that's something to commend. So, yeah, I, Right, I, I agree with you like every week. I can never, I can never disagree with you with your uh, with your take. <laughs> I can't believe it. Like you know, like I'm also from the Berg, so like you know how some Yenzers be. You know, but like like I don't know. It's great. I I always always appreciate hearing from you on the on the show. Yeah, for sure. And Bryce, I'm gonna agree with you that league wide, he's not gonna get the same sort of appeal as a guy like Adam Vinatieri or Justin Tucker, uh, mainly because he can't kick the ball as far. Um, you know, his career long last night, only 53, whereas we've seen, you know, some 60-yard shots from both of the guys that I've mentioned. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that this is someone that the Steelers need to hold with the utmost of regard, um, and I'm super excited to see what he brings to the table. Bryce, I want to thank you for joining us, but we do have another caller here waiting in the wings. He's been hanging on, he or she, I, I shouldn't assume, you know, 2017, can't assume anyone's gender anymore. 908, Hello. Area code, you're on what up? fiction. What's good? What up, what up, what up, Jordan? How's it going, Jordan? It's good to hear from you. Hey, how you doing? We're doing well, man. Yeah, you got a question here for the program? You got something going on? <laughs> Bad reception? No, I want to do fact or fiction. Can I do a fact or fiction? Yeah, absolutely. We, we, we'll, well, how about I throw you the first factor fiction, which is, is Chris Boswell underrated here for this team? I don't know. I want a new question. <laughs> you want a new question? What, my first one wasn't good enough for you? Are you kidding me here, let's man? Talk about how crappy, let's talk about how crappy Chris Collinsworth is. I thought you wanted to talk about that. Oh, we could, we could get behind that one. Actually, yeah. wait, all right, so I like the direction that you just decided to take this, so I, I guess yeah. I'll follow in suit. Uh, fact or fiction, Chris Collinsworth is one of the worst commentators <laughs> in pro football right now. I, I have a feeling we're all going to agree on this, but go ahead. Zach, that's a, that's a, that's a hard, cold fact right there. You're, you're 100% correct. Uh, he's horrible. I'm a Giants fan. He's commentating a lot of uh, – Monday nights and Sunday nights, I feel like, you know, some of those primetime games where New York plays a lot. And he sucks. He's always like, on he Sunday really, nights. He brings nothing to the table. He's like, you know, uh, there's another pass and then a, a good run because he ran the ball fast. Those uniforms, they're ugly. That's like really all he says. He sucks. He's a disgrace he to Al Michaels because Al Michaels is just, Al Michaels is great. And Al Michaels has called a Steelers Super Bowl victory, I think, too. I think that Al Michaels called both the 06 and, 0, uh, and 08, 09 Super Bowls for the Steelers. So, like, I, I'm partial to him as a Steelers fan, but he, he's also awful. won nothing. He won nothing when he was in the NFL. He was a trash receiver. Well, I, I always like to say that Collinsworth is relevant because of Boomer Esiason. 
Um, but my favorite Collinsworth-ism from last night, first off, a hard resounding fact for me too, especially from someone who, who wants to pursue this in the long term. I, I just think that as far as uh, you know, adverse talent, first off, I thought it was going to be definitively Tony Romo for sure when I found out that Romo was calling games. I'm in love with that guy. I listen to him, and it's like I'm talking to my friend. It's awesome. He keeps it so conversational, which Collinsworth really does, and he tries to give you almost this elitism. Uh, but that elitism was canceled out last night when Collinsworth, with Brett Hundley under center, the Packers driving in the third quarter, goes, well, they're either going to pass here or they'll run the ball. Well, thank you, Chris. Thanks for giving me both of the options, the only two that they can do in the first place. Oh, God. It's, it's, it's just too much for me. I mean, Jordan, it, it, do you yeah. have a particular favorite commentator that you just – from a player perspective right now, let's not even count, you know, the guys who have been trying to do this for a living like the Al Michaels and, you know, Mike Tarikos. Oh, from the player perspective? I don't know. Uh, some of them are really uh, quite hilarious. Um, I don't know. I guess I love when Ray Lewis does it. He's just like – he actually hypes you up from the TV, so I guess that's good. He's a murderer. Um, Teddy Bruschi's actually really yeah, good. Yeah, whoever that. whoever just really said good. he's a whoever just said he's a murderer in the background. That's uh, that's not yeah, entirely not true. It. it was his cousin. It was his cousin. It wasn't Ray. Um, <laughs> Bruschi and Jeff Saturday are good. I, oh, you know who I really you know hate? Uh, Troy Aikman. He's a douche. My uh. My, wow. my friend Thomas, yeah, listen to this. Great story here. My friend Thomas met him while he was skiing. So he tried to take a photo. He said no. Douche. <laughs> that was the great story. <laughs> right? He got shot down over taking a picture. I've had that happen before. Yeah. I, I, I one time asked Al Jefferson, big man for the Charlotte Hornets, if I could, and now the Indiana Pacers, if I could take a picture with him. And, and he was like, no. And I was so disappointed. I my asked, favorite big man. I asked the- Rob Stark. I asked Rob Stark for a photo, and he said no. Hey, so, yeah. hey Zach, so I'm the other person yeah. in the room, uh, Jonah from, from Sharon, and I'm I'm just curious. So I've heard this thing where Tony Romo is only a good announcer because he was in the league last year. Give him five or six years when he doesn't know the personnel, he's just going to be as trash as Collinsworth. What's your take on that? And he always says Ooh. the Cowboys. Ooh. And he always says the Cowboys, Ooh. which I think is kind of lame because I want to hear him talk when about he know people. When he doesn't know what – what Tom Brady's calls are, and he doesn't know what the different shifts are and the different things are because he was a player. He's going to be just as trash as everyone else. What's your take? Wow, that's all right. So that's interesting that's because take. I think that that's with time, take. I think that with time, you know, a lot of these ex players definitely lose their touch, and because he is fresh, that can contribute to it. But this guy also knows how to read offenses, I think, which is interesting. And I, I agree with you that, that maybe he doesn't have every offense covered. But, I mean, sometimes when he – like, there's a good 20% of time when he calls plays, and he's exactly right. And it's pretty scary when that happens, to be completely honest. And it's pretty amazing. Um, I think that he won't be trashed simply because I think he's got this very good nature of explaining it to you as if you were five. Um, and I really like that. I think that's why he'll have longevity in it. Um, and, and that's going to be interesting for me. I, I hope that he takes over that Sunday night job because – I, I, oh God, I do not like Chris Collinsworth. I'm just not a fan. That's just how I am. But, I don't know. yeah. Yo, Jonah, I really want to talk about, I, 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 I want to get over Chris Collinsworth here, and I kind of want to talk about the Tony Romo. The Tony Romo 
commentating, I really, I really liked it, like, at first. I really liked it because I think I, I, like, I like his voice. I don't know. I like the idea of Tony Romo because, like, I might feel bad for him. Like, for some reason the other day I was watching the Tony Romo, like, snap blunder for the field. I, I always thought that when, when, when he fumbled the snap at Seattle that they were kicking an extra point. They're kicking a field goal to win the game in Seattle from, like, the two-yard line. And, and, like, Bill Barcells is still the coach. And, and Romo, like, gets the snap and has to, like, scramble to the left. And he, like, almost scores a touchdown. You know last night when Martin snap, was right? Like they, 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 he, they he fumbled the snap. That's the reason he had to run it, because he blew it. He he, yeah, he fumbled he the snap. He, he, he yeah. closed the game. He totally blew it. Yeah. Like, he blew it harder, he only than, like, one he blew it harder than, like, career. Buckner. That's worse than Buckner. That's literally worse than Buckner. Ooh, like a, like a wow, ground ball a could take a funny hop. That is a hot take. Tony Hotter Romo, Tony Romo, you dropped an extra point. Think about missing an extra yeah, point from like that's like a 33 yeah, yard field goal now. It was it was, it was, a, it was the first round of the playoffs. Point, like 33 yard field goal. You should like a 19 yard field field goal. It was and, like it was a divisional playoff game, right? What, what's the first yeah. on the road? Um, he like he didn't. It took him forever to win a playoff. That might have been in Jerry World. That might have been in, in, in Dallas. No, it was at Seattle. Whatever. All right, so, Whatever. so even better. I, I even say, even better. Tony Romo. Tony Romo. Wow, sorry, I can't say his name. Tony Romo memory is when he uh, threw that game uh, game losing interception to R. W. McCorders. He was one of my favorite Giants. He used to wear the Nelly Band-Aid on his face in uh, in 2007, the year the Giants won the Super Bowl, the first round. <laughs> He lost like the Nelly Band-Aid. Yes, uh, he, he he was never very good in the postseason. But un- unfortunately, yeah. I I got to move the discussion on here, fellas. Jordan and Jonah, uh, it was a pleasure hearing from the two Jays, um, and we we look forward to hearing from you guys again sometime soon. God, we we just talked to a Giants fan for for a very long time there here on a Steeler-oriented show, but but I I will not discard that. It was we we had a great time and. We encourage all of you to call in. The number to call is, of course, uh, 347-850-8581. I almost just said my, my home number instead of the actual number to call. Yeah, but it's a, a typical mistake here. Um, all right, Brian. Well, we're about 20 minutes in, so we're <laughs> running to the end of the program here. But I, I do want to ask a, a couple more questions. Um, one of them that you posed to me, and I'm, I'm eager to hear your take on it, fact or fiction, Brian, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is going to lose snaps to Eli Rogers after his performance last night. Yeah, um, I think so. Um, Eli, and, and I think this goes back to the Martavis Bryant thing. Uh, you know what? I don't know. I think whenever I brought this up to you, I think I was going to say fact. And I'm really trying to think about what Juju Smith-Schuster means in the slot for the Steelers right now. And I think that he is definitely, like, the size that they want in that position. Like, I think he has the size in the hands that they want to be in the middle of the field. And Eli Rogers might be a little small for that. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with fiction. I think Juju keeps the snaps. Yeah, I, um, I don't see him being a problem. I think that, that Juju has had such success uh, in his first couple of young weeks in the league. Um, I think that Rogers – you know, had some emergence last year, but has started to lose it this year. 
and there's one play in particular, and it was on that Steeler drive in the fourth quarter, probably the second drive, and, and a ball literally hit the man in the hands with a defender right in front of him, and he, and he couldn't hold on to it. Um, and that, for me, solidifies why Smith-Schuster is going to have no problem uh, getting his regular grabs over Eli Rogers. Um, I brought this one up to you, Brian. Uh, we just killed that one quick, so we might as well do another one quick. I'm going to get pretty opinionated about this. The Steelers should bench Artie Burns, fact or fiction. Burns had a tough game there in the secondary. Uh, fiction. I don't know who you're going to play instead. You're going to play. That's right. That, well, that's my kicker. That's my kicker is you have no one else to play. And this is, this is the guy who's supposed to be your number one or number two corner. Yeah. I think that the Steelers have always stuck with guys like younger, like the younger corner. Um, I, I mean, I think you, I, I think like like who was the last cornerback that like you were really excited about? Like who like who the you, Steelers? Yeah, like, Shea Townsend. Well, Ike Taylor. Oh yeah, Ike Taylor. I don't think William Gay has ever really been like William Gay was like corner for a little while, and like I really wasn't all that impressed. Uh, but I think that I think that Artie Burns has a lot of talent. He got burned a couple times last night, man. But uh, I think I, I think that that they'll stick with him, and I think that they like him. I, I, you, I think you got to remember guys like Keenan Lewis, who like 100% got like, I think that he probably just got they, they didn't resign him. I think that they didn't like him, and I think that they really like, uh, I think they really like Artie Burns. So I'm gonna go with, uh, I'm gonna go with fiction. They should definitely not them. So I'm gonna go with, uh, I'm gonna say fact, and I'll tell you why. My only argument, my only counter is that they have no one else to play because now Joe Hayden is hurt. That guy missed – one, he couldn't stop Jordy Nelson from reaching for that first down on the Giants' drive. He has that play. Take him out of bounds. Couldn't do it. He also missed a very big tackle on Devontae Adams that ended up resulting in another first down. I just think that he is not – like, I see Sean Davis as the guy who doesn't cover that well but tackles extremely efficiently, and I see Burns as great coverage, no tackling ability. I can count on more than, you know, several occasions when that guy has just been absent-minded. I'm really concerned about him. I think he's going to get exploited. And I think that teams know that, that he can get exploited. If you catch the ball, you can make a move around Artie Burns. That's my issue. Is not the catch, is the yards after catch. That YAC stat, man, one of the most underlooked for a wide receiver. Maybe not underlooked, but important. I don't know. Burns, Burns is a, an interesting dilemma. I, I see the Steelers obviously addressing defense first in the draft, as they always do. I'm hoping that they go after a top-tier corner. Um, but I don't know. We're going to find out. First, let's hear from our buddy Frank Walker before we come back. Smart or stupid? Those strobing lights in your rear view? That flashlight shining in your face? License, registration, and insurance, please. The little adventure you're about to have with this guy? Uh, I'll need you to step out of the vehicle, please. Okay, so you've done something stupid. Fix it with a smart move. For DUI or criminal defense, call Frank Walker of frankwalkerlaw.com. He knows his way around a courtroom. 412-532-6805. 412-532-6805 or frankwalkerlaw.com. Frank Walker Law, give him a call. Visit his website. See how he can help you in your time of need. Um, Brian, you know, you brought this one up. Uh, I'll answer first. 
give you a little time here because uh, I've been throwing the mic at you. But um, you said that Ryan Shazier needs to really step it up, just needs to really rein in the fire here. Correct? Is that your question? Or am I am I mincing words here? Um, no, no, no. I my question. I think my question to you was: Does Ryan Shazier overcommit? Like, does he get caught looking? Yeah. Does he does he guess and get and get caught with his pants down? And the answer is yes. Like the answer is yes. I kind of just want to talk about this. Go ahead. Go. Um. I I. His playmaking ability is unlike anyone, uh, anyone the Steelers have had in a while. He forces turnovers like, you know, like once a game. He, like you know, if they really need it, he's the guy. And like, and I think a lot of times it's because like he guesses a little bit, but like that's instinct. And I think that reminds me a lot of like someone like Troy Palomalo, but at the same time, in the position that Shazier plays, and the type of defense the Steelers want to run, like he. Kind of sort of needs to be a little bit calmer, you know. Not not. I want a better word than that, but you know, he need. I think he needs to be a little more um, patient. There you go, patient. So yeah, my. So my thing is that I agree with you from a playmaking perspective, and that's why I'm okay with him trying to make those plays. At the same time, he has been exploited a lot in man coverage because of that, a lot. Um. And that's a serious concern going forward. I think anyone who tells you differently is is wrong. Now, that being said, I'm under the impression that Shazier might be the best defensive player on this team next to Cam Hayward. Um, And for that reason, okay with him making those moves. So I go fiction. I think he's okay on this one. Um, But it's definitely something to keep an eye on, especially when you play teams like New England. Uh, you know, when we get close to playoff time, whether it's Kansas City or Oakland, who ends up making the playoffs, don't fool yourself, kids. The Chargers are not making the playoffs. Um, it's going to be interesting. I'm pumped to see. As we said before, primetime game, Monday night, the Bengals and the boys in black and gold. Hamlin, what do you see next week uh, when the squad takes on Joe Mixon for the second time this season? I bet you they shut down Mixon. I bet you they struggle with A.J. Green. That's my prediction. Um, I bet you they still win by uh, by two touchdowns, ten points. Can you call a final if you had to call one? Thirty-one seventeen. I'm gonna go with the impression that the Steelers are not very happy about just barely edging edging out. Um, quite frankly, the second worst team in the NFC North, if I'm correct, behind the Vikings and the Lions. Um, but above the Bears, does that make sense? Yeah, they're they're basically they're okay. They're they're not as good as Detroit and Minnesota, but they're better than Chicago. All right, that that couldn't be any clearer. I think that the Steelers own the AFC North this year, like a hundred percent. I think that they're gonna I think they're gonna sweep this year. Um, I think if the Steelers do not sweep the division, it'll be kind of a it'll be kind of a disappointment. They play Baltimore week after next. I don't think that that is a trap game. I don't think that. I think that because they're at Cincinnati on Monday Night Football, they're at home on Balt- at, against Baltimore like in the lights, and then they play the Patriots, which I think is the game that they're probably looking ahead to, based on what Tomlin said on last night. Did you see that, him and Tony Dungy? Yeah. Like, 
definitely addressing the fact that the Steelers are just like us hearing about and talking about the game. Like, and like you're looking ahead, you're looking past the Bengals and the Ravens. And it's funny because the Bengals and the Ravens are in the mix in the stinkhole that is the AFC this year. But like could easily take a wild card spot. That's the funny thing. Either of them, either of them can. I think like San Diego's five and six and people are talking about them winning a playoff game, you know? You know what I mean? This year, like people are talking about the the charges getting hot, and they're playing. Jeez, uh, uh, um, I mean, like they're right behind the Chiefs. You know, they would probably end up playing somebody like the Titans or the Jaguars. The playoff game. If they won the division. They'd be playing it at home. You could you imagine having a playoff game in that in that uh, in that stadium? What's what's the name of the of the Charger Stadium in LA? StubHub, small as hell. StubHub Center. They play soccer there. MLS. No way. I swear, I swear to God, you don't know this. I swear to God, I did work I, out there. I kind of knew, like I knew that they played like in something that wasn't nice, but it's I thought it was like a baseball stadium, but it's a soccer stadium. Yeah. StubHub Arena, twenty thousand seats. That's it. No more. Do you think that the tickets are more expensive because of that, or no? The tickets are the tickets. The problem that they've had with tickets is they can't get enough fans to actually pay for them. They can't get people to come to those games, which is crazy. Like people in LA don't even care about the Chargers. Like they they literally have the Rams and they're happy with that. Like that's it. But you have to. Figure, and people still don't go to Rams games either. Dude, there's probably twenty twenty thousand Charger fans that are like willing to spend enough money to go to a Chargers game though. Or like people like buy those tickets, you know, and they're in and they're in LA. Like it's like a package. So, so here's why I'm worried. You know, it's funny that you mentioned the Bengals and the Ravens because both of them have pretty easy schedules to close out, but the Ravens might have the easiest of them all. Uh, they play us a few weeks from now. They play the Lions. Well, they have the Texans tonight. Sorry for anyone who listens after this. I have no idea if they won or lost. I, I can't even tell you. Um, then they take on Pittsburgh, then Cleveland, Indianapolis, and Cincinnati. I mean, that for me, like, is a very winnable schedule. By the way, I just want to let everyone know, because we're coming into the closing minutes of this show. Brian is standing in front of me right now. He's opening up a little snack. They're Archway Iced Oatmeal Cookies. They are some of the greatest cookies of all time. Oh, I just got thrown one. Yes! Sometimes I have a bad day. I just think that life is meaningless, you know? Then the Steelers win, and I get a nice oatmeal cookie, and, like, my life has purpose again. So, thanks. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> okay, so, so yeah, so the, the, the Ravens, obviously, you know, they, they pose the biggest threat. Flacco's having the worst year of his career. Uh, and the Bengals, honestly, are, are not in that bad a shape either. Um, you know, especially starting, you know, from starting off the season 0-3, they fired Ken Zamparo. They're going to have it a little bit more difficult. They play the Vikings, the Bears, and the Lions, so they finish up their NFC North trip pretty much, and then they have the Ravens on New Year's Eve, um, and that's pretty much going to decide which one of those teams could potentially make the playoffs. Uh, I'm super pumped to see who this team ends up playing. About, about this cookie. Well, yeah, about the cookie, too. Yo, first place in the AFC feels awesome. Feels awesome. That That's, like, pretty much, like, I, I couldn't be happier. Yeah, it's the most hype around the team in a while. 
you know, but like we've been like every year we've been a little bit back and forth. Like honestly, if they if they do what they're supposed to do, even if they lose to the past, they're gonna play. They're gonna get a bye. They're gonna play at least one home playoff game. And like in years past, that's that's been what they've wanted. I mean, even if they lose to New England, even if they lose to like they they, they can lose to Baltimore, and they'll still finish ahead of uh, Tennessee or. For Jacksonville, although Jacksonville does have head-to-head against the Steelers, so that would that would be interesting if Jacksonville like would happen to win out and go twelve and four, like and the Steelers would like lose, let's say to like Baltimore, New England, then that the Jack the, like the Jaguars would be the two. Yeah, I mean you can play what if all day. The bottom line is I'm just scared of the Jaguars simply because of what David Garrard did a few years ago. Oh, for sure, for sure. I'm still traumatized. Oh my! For, oh my goodness! For a hundred percent, fourth and three, like forty-yard scramble. What is that? That's terrible. That's ter- that's terrible, man. That's terrible. Absolutely. Well, that's pretty much going to do it for us here today. Uh, we had a lot of bends in the episode, so uh, we appreciate you sticking with us if you're still here. Um, for Zach, uh, I'm Zach Barnes. For Brian Hamlin, and for Archway Iced Oatmeal Cookies. Holy cow, they're good. I, I'm not even getting paid. We're, we're not even sponsored by that. I'm just being really genuine. I'm, I swear to God. Go get them. Go Steelers. Nine and two. Wizard of Boz. Thanks, folks. See you next week. There's a time and a place for black and white. Like when you're learning to play piano. Or when you want a big two-toned cookie. Or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white. So go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing. From banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 18 Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everybody, it's Neil Patel, Editor-in-Chief of The Verge. I host a podcast every week called The Verge Cast with my friends Paul Miller and Dieter Bone. We've got a rotating cast of characters from our entire site, which is about technology, how it impacts culture, and how that is all a big cycle that causes us to have a wide variety of feelings that you can listen to every Friday. We've done over 300 episodes in the six years since The Verge has been around, but you only need to listen to one, the latest one, to get caught up on everything in tech news. Vergecast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere else you listen to podcasts. Check it out.